0: Psalm 118, in a few weeks, this is the time of year, hopefully, that we're thinking about Thanksgiving, and hopefully it's more than just the food, although that's good. This is a time to, as we get ready to wind down 2016, start thinking about God's goodness to us. Start thinking about what he's done for us from when we first started January 1st to hopefully what we'll be come December 31st. And bottom line is God's just been so good to us. Amen. This is probably if I had any season, uh, probably this time of year is my favorite season of the year because of the change of the scenery, and the beginning of the fall and winter, and just focus on Thanksgiving, and then a few weeks after that, you got Christmas, and all that Christmas brings with reflecting on our Savior being born into a world, and the announcement from the angels that he was born, that he might save us from our sins, and I enjoy the the lights and the, the Christmas music and all that—I mean, that's that's enjoyable. But my my main attention usually is focused on, wow, Jesus came into the world to save us. So, uh, Sister Tammy, I was telling the Sunday school class ever since last Sunday, your who we has been sticking with me. Every time that I'd be like walking through the house or something, woo! I mean, uh, God is just awesome. I just want to take a couple moments, really. I'm not going to be real long, I promise. Uh, Psalm 118, verses 1 through 4. O give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever let those who fear the lord say his steadfast love endures forever verse 29 oh give thanks to the lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever he begins with that and he ends with that and uh, what i just want to share with you He starts with the word, Oh, give thanks. Say or mention, think, express in words. Oh, give thanks to whom? The Lord. Because? Because He is good. Amen. Give thanks, express your gratitude, show appreciation. The Lord, and he's not talking about Christ here, he's talking about Yahweh, God Himself. Express and show your gratitude, show your appreciation to nobody else but God Himself. Oh, say it, mention it, think it, express it in words. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for, or you want to say because. He is good. Amen? And also, he says, because his steadfast love endures forever. That word good has the idea of desirable, friendly, kind. The sense of the word is, the real sense of these words is, he is deserving of our esteem and respect. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Only he deserves only he deserves our esteem and our respect. Why? Because he's good. Now, somebody can say, what, is that? what does that mean? He alone, write this down, he alone is good. None of us are good, but he alone is good. All of our righteousness, all of our goodness, if it's wrapped up, the word of God says, it says, filthy rags. But he, God himself, Yahweh, he, the one who spoke the world into existence, he that said, I am that I am, that Yahweh, God, he alone is good. There is none good, but one that is God. No one else is good, but God himself, for he is good, for this reason is enough for giving him thanks Goodness is his essence. That's just who God is. That's, that's wrapped up in his, his essences. He's just good. His goodness is in his essence and in his nature. And therefore, he is always to be praised whether we are receiving anything from him or not. Whether I'm getting or I'm not giving, getting, he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy of me giving him thanksgiving. When things go well with me, I should praise him. And when things don't go well with me, I should what? still praise him. Why? For he's good. See, we live in a world that likes to base a lot of things on fairness and rightness. God doesn't operate like that. Well, how come come she got it or how come he got it and I didn't? That's because on our scale, we want to base things on fairness. God ain't worried about fairness. God is just good. And whatever he determines, whatever he does is always right. It may not be right in our eyes. What, you know, people always ask the question, what, what, good, what good God would cause this to happen in my life? Wait a minute. First thing, who are you? Who is man that I am what? Mindful of him. God don't need his, your permission for him to work in your life however He determines. Nobody asks for cancer. Nobody asks for disease. But if it is God's will that that happens, then you and I need to accept that and say, Lord, evidently there's something you want to do in my life through this process. I may not like it. I don't want it. I don't like it. But, Lord, use me in this circumstance that in spite of whatever's going on, you're still good. You don't get that kind of attitude unless you know God for yourself. If God's brought you through some things, God's walked your family through some of the situations. God's blessed your children. God's helped your loved ones. God's raised people that you knew were sick off their sickness. If God's done that, then God is good. And that's what the, the psalmist, This is what David is writing. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. That's just who God is. God's good all the time. Amen? So he says here, we just read here, his essence and his nature. Whether we receive a blessing or we don't get a blessing. Guess what? God is still good. Others seem to be good. But he is good. Catch what I said. Others what? Seem. Appear. We think they are. But God just is. Amen. We can come across. But nobody knows us. Better than God does. God is just good because he's God. If others are good in measure, he is good beyond measure. Some of us may do certain things and say, that's great, that's good. But God is even beyond that. Amen? That's why he can say, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Verses 2. Three and four, he brings out, let Israel say. And Israel had a lot to to say. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. Israel could speak to God's goodness because God delivered them. God chose them. They're his chosen people. If anybody had a right to talk about the goodness of God, even when they were disobedient, even when they didn't do what God wanted them to do, God showed favor on them. God held back judgment on them because why? God is just good. So, David says, Let Israel, God's people, say his steadfast love endures forever. His unfailing kind of love, his kindness or his goodness, is tied to his faithfulness to his covenant. His steadfastness, God's faithful, his unfailing love. I can love you today and not like you to not this afternoon. Amen. Because we base a lot of times what, what how our love is or how people respond and how people react or what they do or don't do. God has said, listen, my unfailing, my steadfast love. And you know God had to be steadfast because when he when you look at man and mankind and how fickle we are, come on now. God had to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding. His love has never been deterred. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God already saw what he was going to do. He already put salvation, the plan of Christ coming to save us. That all started right from the get-go. To be honest with you, it started before Adam and Eve even sinned. Because God already knew what was going to happen before it even happened. And his great love is he gave the best that he had in the person of his son. So he says, let Israel say." Then he talks about let the house of Aaron, those men that were chosen, separated to do the things of God in the the house of God. Let the house of Aaron say his steadfast love endures forever. If you catch nothing else in these four verses, realize one thing, one thing only. His steadfast love endures forever. That's all you got to remember. He talked to Israel, the people of Israel. You of all people should know about God's steadfast love. Aaron and all his family, you should know because God separated you out and allowed you to serve him throughout the temple and tabernacle with the giving of the sacrifices and all that. God picked you especially. Come on, Aaron. God's steadfast love endures forever. You don't deserve it, but God chose you. Guess what? You and I have been picked and chosen by God himself. In the foreknowledge of God, he picked you. In the election of God, he picked you to be his child. And because of that, every single person here that knows Christ ought to be able to say, his steadfast love endures forever. He didn't have to pick you. He didn't have to choose you. There are many people that are not here, that are out on the outside, that are unsaved and on their way to hell. But God chose you. God chose me. To be his child. All he asks us to do is his steadfast love. His what? His steadfast love endures forever. Israel, you say it. Aaron, you say it. And then he says, let those, let those of us who fear the Lord say what? Again, his steadfast love endures forever. Israel, Aaron, And all who fear the name of the Lord, all who know God, all who fear who he is. Not fear that we walk around waiting for God to zap us with lightning, but we fear God because we realize who he is and that we come into his presence. We ought to come into his presence with reverence and respect because we're dealing with God. He's not just the big man upstairs. He's just not the big God up there or whatever, however you want to phrase it. He is God himself who formed you in your mother's womb, carried you through a nine, ten-month journey, brought you out, and if you're here today with a reasonable portion of health history, to God be the glory. Why? His steadfast love. His unchanging His love. His faithful love to us. You woke up this morning? God's steadfast love. You hear and see me right now? God's steadfast love. You get ready to go home in a few moments and sit down to a table and eat something? God's steadfast love. You've been sick and God has healed you? God's steadfast love. You've got children that are disobedient and you're going through some storms in your life? It's still God's steadfast love. If they change their way and walk right, God's steadfast love. You go into your job, you still got a job to go to? God's steadfast love. You still have your children in school. They're doing all right. God's steadfast love. You drive around. You travel from point A to point B. Your children are driving. They go from point A to point B. God's steadfast love. You get up in the morning. God's steadfast love. You went to bed last night. God's steadfast love. Amen? You're in a church hearing the word of God. God's steadfast love. How can you get around it? You got grandchildren, God's steadfast love. Amen? You go to the doctor, and the doctor gives you a diagnosis, and he says we can correct it, God's steadfast love. You woke up this morning, somebody said, Sister Tammy, you saw the bright sunshine outside, God's steadfast love. Amen? You go walk around the community, you go for a walk, maybe. I know that's foreign to many of us. But if you do, you see the creation of God the beauty of his colors of his universe. I can look right now through these back windows that have been cleaned by Brother Michael. I can see crisp and clear the blue sky. God's steadfast love. Ultimately, God's steadfast love was on a hill called Calvary because God's steadfast love saved me. God's steadfast love saved you. He went to the cross, stuck him in his side, Came forth water and blood. At the end, he dropped his head in a lock of his shoulder, said, It is finished. Everything I needed to do for man's salvation has been accomplished. God's steadfast love buried him in a bar or tomb. God's steadfast love. Rose him up on the third day morning. God's steadfast love. Now he's ascended on high. God's steadfast love. Now he's seated on the right hand of God. God's steadfast love. And now he intercedes on my behalf so that when I pray to him, he hears my prayer. God's steadfast love. Amen. How do you get around it? You can't. Somebody talked about it so wide you can't go around it, so low you can't go under it, and so high you can't go over it. God's steadfast love. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your steadfast love. We can't comprehend, we can't fathom fully your steadfast love for us. The fact we're in this place at this time. Speaks to your steadfast love. Unfaithful, unfailing, faithful to the end. When I deserve it, God's steadfast love. And when I don't deserve it, God's steadfast love. Thank you for that kind of love. To the people of God and to this world. That if we were to say we were you, we probably would have already wiped the world out already based on our feeling. And I know you're disappointed. I know your heart is grieved when you look at what man is doing. But thank you for your steadfast love. Thank you for your steadfast love. If there's somebody here who does not know you, your steadfast love is you give them another chance to get it right. Bless us. Help us this week to live in your steadfast love. Thank you for the testimony of Brandon with his father, God's steadfast love. Thank you for Sister Tammy and with Hesie, God's steadfast love. And perhaps there's others here today that could share God's steadfast love. Bless us now.